this week, three sides of the coin. We chat about 2021. Nothing. What Kiss did good and a little bad, although the last few episodes have been all the bad. Um, and uh, 2022, what's it going to look like touring wise, merch wise? What do we want to see? You know, a Vegas residency, a lot of residency talk kind of evolved into mm-hmm. beyond just a Vegas residency, but residency talk and kiss museum talk. So stick with us and we'll see you at the end. This is three sides of the coin talking all things kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to three sides of the coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Everybody, welcome back to Three Sides of the Coin, the last episode we're recording of 2021. We'll, we'll throw some old episodes up between now and then, but this is the last original that we're going to record and this um, is my favorite favorite day of the winter months for those of us who live in the for- frozen tundra because this is the shortest day of the year so this all gives us hope starting tomorrow because it's going to go back the other way again and get longer days boy aren't you optimistic here here <laughs> i can't wait man. i'm sorry i'm sour as hell to this weather because it sucks you know? yeah, I saw you guys are a lot colder than us. I saw it was like 18 yesterday in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's not as big of a deal as when it actually starts to melt. It almost feels colder when it's 40 degrees <clears> out. But it's the wind that kills you. But we have, we've had a good fall. We've had a lot of sunny days, so I can't complain too much. But, you know, I'm looking forward to the beach. That, that, that wind, more than anything, is why I don't love living in Minnesota. Right. The, 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 I mean, I still remember back my first car was like a 73 Ford Pinto. Just, you know, 750 bucks beat to shit. You know, the, the mm-hmm. entire bottoms of the doors were rusted out. I could see the freeway going by, you know, and the basically plastic vinyl seats. But what I remember was one brutal ass winter of like 20 below zero temperature. And then the wind chill was like 30 below zero. And I went out, got in my car after working for like eight hours at the bowling alley, sat down in the car, and the entire seat just cracked. The vinyl just cracked. <laughs> just like, what the <laughs> I know. It's just so nice. And there's people who like are in front in San Francisco. Well, actually, everyone in San Francisco is from someplace else for the most part. But for the people that have never lived in the great white north, I'm telling you, Michael's experience happened has happened to all of us. All and you of just us. can't relate to you to it if you've never lived in cold weather. Well, I, I, I love, uh, you know, my my old, old best friend, Brian Rhodes, who's a a yep. big listener of the show. Yeah, he's Brian's got this great, great he's got this great saying. Why do I want to live somewhere where the weather wants to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. But you know the thing is, is when you're a kid growing up, you don't know. Phase me. You don't uh, know. Yeah. I mean, no. you just you'd wrap yourself up and you'd come in frozen like a popsicle, but you mm-hmm. you didn't know. Yeah. I mean, you'd spend hours outside running around building snow forts and sledding. And now I'm just like what the hell? Why would I want to do that? I mean, even when I went back to see my dad February of this year, that was when that was like 20 below zero in Minnesota. Remember that? Oh, cold spell? Yes. And, and Thule, we'd land in Rochester and it's like, okay, you get off the plane and just walking down the, the jetway, you're just like, Jesus Christ, it's colder than shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there and she's like, I want to go outside and play in the snow. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's 20 below zero. She's like, I don't care. Of course, she has no idea what that no means. concept. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But Katrina's like, are you going to take her out? I'm like, hell no, I'm not taking her outside. If you want to take her out, go. <laughs> well, if you guys, uh, if, if there was a comedian, she was never really too big, but she, I, I always enjoyed her. 
Um, matter of fact, Liz and I saw her a couple of times. She was an opener. Do you remember Diane? I think her name was Diane Ford. Not she, one of her bits was funny because she, her, her family was Scandinavian. And she told this, it was, and it, the way I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, she told it was really funny, but she's like, you know, when my ancestors moved to the United States, um, you know, all this, you know, they're going to start a new life. They're going to go to this wondrous place. And they ended up in Minnesota and it was like, she said her ancestors, and again, I'm not doing this joke any justice, but She's like, they left because they couldn't farm. It was too cold, too icy, too. And they moved to the United States. Where do they fucking go? Minnesota. Same place. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, when, uh, when she did the punchline to that, that was, uh, that was pretty funny stuff. Yeah, but I, I but you know I what, though? When that. you're a kid, you're absolutely right. That's a ton of fun. And, and you know, it's funny. I was telling the guys before we came on. You know, I, I had a 1030 hockey game last night and it's fuck is 25 degrees outside, you know, last night when I went to hockey. So I, I, I leave here. I'm it's freezing cold and I'm a, a utility contractor. So outside most of the day and, and uh, you know, it, but you're you're right. You're like, man, you get home, you're just like it's fucking cold. It just it eats at you. You, you, you are just like you're like. I just spent the day battling the weather. <laughs> I'm freaking exhausted. I went 18 rounds with the weather and I just, it's just, you know, you're just like, can I just crawl into the stove and warm up? What can I do? It's but just, I, well, what, that's, that's what I mean. Last night I did that. And then what did I do? I went out and fucking played hockey. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I, I, I don't. You know, I can feel for Tommy and Mark and everybody else because I've lived there and I've done it. And I've experienced it. God, I, I don't want to do that again. I tell everybody, I'm like, I would love winters in Minnesota if it was snow, the beautiful white snow and 70 degrees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, know where, like... you know where you can find that? Siesta Key in Florida. You go to the beach and it's yep. like snow beach. And yep. it's 75. And on that segue, that's where I'm flying to tomorrow. Good for nice. you. For 10 days. <laughs> nice. you'll, you'll have so much fun. Uh, I, I am just looking forward to sitting by the pool. That's it. Just sitting mm -hmm. by a pool. And, of course, eating some good seafood. And, but, you know, just sitting there waking up going, Gee, it's going to be 75 degrees today. Not going to oh, suck. Not going to suck over Christmas. Oh, yeah, no. good for you, though. Go. That'll be great. Anything? Uh, we really haven't had much Costume Crusaders news in the last, uh, you know, in the last uh, week or two. Well, you know? before we get into anything like that, you probably didn't see it, Mark. I just emailed all of you guys a letter we got in um from our website today and i gotta read it i gotta okay. read this because this is an incredible incredible letter um i'm just gonna say the guy's name is stephen k yeah. okay um, you pussy you pussy you didn't even try to pronounce his last <laughs> well name. i also you know he it's it's very personal so i don't necessarily yeah. want no, i know i know but it's just, clearly it's like, out of him but yeah yeah um it it looks like a Greek last name is what I would guess. But Stephen Stephen, oh, did you ever see Night Shift? Did you ever see Night Shift? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And when he asked the guy, you know, who died, and he's like, he just wrote on the on the death certificate something Polish. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're like. Who's this guy? Something great. Some, some Bob something Polish. Well, that was exactly that, that bit in the movie was fucking hilarious. So Stephen K. Get the tuna to eat the mayonnaise. Yeah, call Starkist. <laughs> First you mix the tuna with the with the, with the stuff. Oh, yeah, great stuff. Um, so Stephen writes, and, and bear with us, it's a little bit long, but it, I mean, this is the type of stuff that just means a lot to us. Hi, Three Sides. My name is Stephen. But considering my ungodly long last name, maybe just call me Steve. Ha ha. Well, we already did, Steve. 
<laughs> I just wanted to give thanks for being a podcast I could listen to at a time I needed it. Last week, our family was affected beyond belief by the passing of my grandfather. And we all have been mourning greatly ever since, as he changed all of our lives significantly for the better. It just so happened I wanted to watch more KISS-related stuff, as it's one of my main interests. This is where you guys come in. I found three sides on Spotify, and man, I was hooked from the first episode. On mornings where it was just me and I needed something to distract me from the hardships going on, I'd put on your podcast and it felt like the day was just going to go just fine. And it was fun hearing so many diverse opinions about one of my favorite bands. You helped me step out of a dark place for the approximate hour your episodes would run for. And please know all you guys made it so much easier for me. And you've made a fan out of me for sure. I'm struggling to get into other KISS podcasts at the moment. And I always come back to this one. On, and, and so first of all, all of that, so touching. I mean, when we get letters like that, it just, you know, that, that, that we help people through difficult times in their lives is just incredible. But this next paragraph is really kind of important too. On a side note, thanks for challenging my perspective on different KISS stuff such as different albums I initially really disliked and now appreciate more because of different opinions. Also, your show, as well as my lovely girlfriend, convinced me to finally see Kiss one last time this year, regardless of lip sync, because it's Kiss. Anyways, before I go on too much of a tangent and take up too much time from you guys, just know you've made a big difference for me, and damn it, I appreciate it. Sincerely, a new fan. Steve, yes, uh, we're, we're, we're speechless when we get stuff like that. It, it's so humbling. I mean, before we hit the record button, Tommy and I were talking about this, and Tommy's comment was spot on. This is why we do this. Mm -hmm. This. The fact that three, four knuckleheads get on a podcast once a week and talk about a band that's approaching 50 years and you know it connects it connects with people yeah it helps them through rough spots deep tragedies health crises you name it um you know it's just it's so it's so heavy i mean it, it kind of is like wow what a great way to end this year with a look. right i agree and and you know, for me, that's why I love meeting people that, you know, listen to the show or watch the show when we go places, because we want to connect with you guys, because I've said this before, and I'll say it again, we're exactly like you, we're no we're just fans. We're Yeah, we're just fans. And we just happen to do a podcast that we've gotten so much, I've gotten so much personal satisfaction out of this, not only because I've become be better friends with with Michael and Mark and Lisa, but just being a part of something that's bigger than yourself and being invested in something that's bigger than yourself. That's fun. This is fun because it's not about work right now. It's about things we enjoy. And when I find out that we help people too, I would have never imagined in a million years that what we do here on a weekly basis, I, I figured it would entertain some people that, that would get the bit and would listen. But to know that we're helping people get through things like this is yeah, I mean, nine, so nine, incredibly nine, nine, nine years ago when you and I started this, this was literally not anything we ever thought about. We were just like, ah, let's just let's just talk about Kiss. And I don't know. I always say if 100 people will listen to it, we're we're happy. Mm -hmm. and, and this has just I mean, we we were quickly starting to get emails like this. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's just great. It's touching. So thank you, Steve. We really appreciate it. We're happy that we're, we're there to help you and to each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much. Again, I'll say it. We so appreciate you being here because it's fun and we enjoy it. And we're glad that you're along for the ride. Amen. Exactly. <clears throat> Amen. I, I guess since it's a year in review sort of thing, I mean, it's been a crazy year. I mean, kiss wise. God, yes. They, they navigated, uh, 
to some degree COVID, and obviously without going too far into it, a horrible COVID-related tragedy involving the band. And, you know, it's just mind-boggling that, you know, and Paul, you know, Paul released, you know, his uh, Soul Station and, you know, uh, just been crazy, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we got the, uh, um, uh, off the soundboard. And I think earlier than that, didn't the alive thing come out with, uh, yeah, that was earlier in the year with the, uh, the, the view masters. masters and yeah, I, I mean, so there, you know, and obviously all kidding aside, you know, the incredible destroyer box set, um, you know, it's just, it's just been a taxing year in, in, in some ways, and it's been a another year to celebrate, you know, in, in some ways. You know, if you want to go right back to the beginning of the year, you know, to something that's a downer now, you know, we're all still waiting for those of us who who, who paid for the bonus stuff for, for the uh, KISS 2020. Here it is, you know, in another 10 days or so. Hell, not even. What am I talking about? Less than or uh, just about a week from now is going to be New Year's Eve. So, you know, we're still waiting for that. And I'm still waiting to hear back from the, you know, the band's management. I've been in contact with them and I'm waiting, still waiting for some uh, concrete, you know, what are they going to do for us? So, but they seem receptive. And I mean, I don't know. We've talked about this, but I just want to let you know that that Kiss's management is aware of it, and they say they're gonna, you know, get this taken care of. Um, that's to be seen here, but I'm hopefully, you know, I'm hoping that that will be sooner than later, you know. And then, like I said, you know, moving on, um, we were able to uh, get Kiss on the road, and you know, uh, I, you know, it got to see them a, a few times you know even tommy and i went on the road saw some shows and you know um they they, they played great it was uh, it was a lot of fun um you know i'm really hopeful for what 2022 is is going to bring us and and guys have you heard conflicting things and again neither none of us here have any inside baseball on this are they going to try wrapping this thing up meaning everything up next year or are we going to have to wait till 2023 well i i would only go off of paul did a interview at some somewhere within the last couple of months where i think he basically said he sees this being all done by the end of 2022 that, that's what i mean but i've heard conflicting things and i don't know if you guys have heard anything i i, I haven't heard anything but all, all i would say is i would think it would wrap up by the end of 2022 if 2022 is significantly better COVID wise than 2021, and if it's not any significantly better, it might force things to get extended. And, and the way things are, as we sit and talk about this here in the, in the final days of 2021, there's a whole lot of doubt on the horizon. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, let's face this too. Let's face one thing, especially our friends down under, and we have a lot of you know, three sides, friends and, and viewers and stuff down there. Um, <clears throat> boy, I'm hoping that tour happens. I saw I saw some Australian fans commenting that they're not counting on the Australian tour happening because the Australian government is ramping up restrictions again, apparently, through February. And isn't Kiss well, going there I mean. in March? Yeah. And look at all the people that are standing in line right now in New York City just trying to get a COVID test. I'm assuming a lot of those folks are trying to travel for holiday. Why there's a bigger problem right now in New York City to get a test versus other places. So I think it's all those unknowns, all those factors. This could drag out for another couple of years. You never, I well, don't know. Or at some point does Gene and Paul say, all right, we can't drag this out. We're just going to, we're just going to fast forward right to the last show and we're just going to book one final show. And that's how it's going to be. We're sorry if we missed your country, but we've got to wrap this up. Yes. That's kind of what I would, I, again, I, that to me doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility because keep in mind, if that's an it big, if, if everything goes as scheduled now, 
they're going to be far from home. I mean, they're going to be all over the world. They're going to be in Europe. My, my point is this. A lot of the crew is based in the United States. Obviously, the band is based in the United States. Are they going to want to leave their home country for, you know, a long sp you know, spell of time? I don't know. I mean, these are just things, you know, here it's a KISS podcast. These are, But these are very real things because, let's face it, you know, there are some things that are much bigger than KISS and the current world situation, you know. Well, <laughs> to your point, one of the things I'm watching is Download Festival, you know, because they are bound and determined to have it. It was canceled last year. For, so for those of you that are not familiar, that takes place in England, just south of London, if I'm not mistaken. And KISS is booked again as one of the headliners. So I'm very curious to see if they come out and cancel this or not. And what's going to happen with these summer festivals, I think will have a lot to do with what they decide. You know, I think it all kind of, all that stuff plays together. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just way too many unknowns that you can't really count on anything. And, and I think I said it at... Uh, in a past show, I'm like, at this point, I would be very hesitant to buy airfare and hotels anywhere internationally, whether you're coming from Europe to America or America to Europe or whatever. Uh, you know, you can buy your ticket and if the show gets canceled, you'll get your money back. But, you know, you might, you might, be out some money for hotels and airfare if things get canceled. And let's be honest, you got two, almost two years of history behind us now. You should be looking back historically and going, okay, what's happened? Maybe I'm not going to go spend booking, you know, $2,000 in travel. Buy the travel insurance. Buy the travel insurance. Or buy insurance. the travel insurance. That's one thing. Does travel insurance cover COVID? Does it cover COVID? I think I think travel insurance covers everything. everything? I think. Don't I'm not a travel agent. I don't know. But I will tell you, I look never, into it. I never, I never, and I travel a lot. I probably fly almost once a month if you add it all up. Um, I fly a lot. I've never ever bought insurance because either of us. To me, it's just, you know. It's one of those but, things my dad would always say. It's a scam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's true. I mean, just uh, again, I won't get into it's those extended warranties and things are. Yep, exactly. Just, it's total bullshit. But look, you got to live your life. And, at some you know, point, though, you know, and, and we're at that point, it could make sense. I mean, for me, I don't have an issue, especially flying within the U.S., because like you, Mark, I've been flying so much that, OK, if flight gets canceled and they give me credit, I know I'm going to be using that credit within the next few months anyway, so I'm not going to be out. Um, but yeah, I would be, if you were in the U.S., think, you know, I don't know, Tommy, if you're thinking of going to download, boy, that, 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 that's, a, that's a tough well, call to buy we, all that stuff. We've already had it canceled on us once. Because we were supposed to go last year and couldn't because of COVID. So we got credit for our hotels um and uh, we have credit with the airline right now for our tickets so we're just sitting and waiting but i i know we're going to end up losing some money and it, it kiss was just like the icing on the the cake for me because that's not why we were going we were going just to visit europe because i've never been and i very much want to go uh so we're sitting here going okay what do we do we're waiting yeah you know yeah. i'm not booking until i know things are good and it just doesn't sound like things are good over there you know things are it's like the last two years things are up and down and up and down and up and down and you know you've got to start using and when i say you i mean everybody out there listening in general you just got to start going okay does it make sense to spend a couple thousand dollars now should i wait right you know do we need to wait for six months of calm not just one month of calm before you get out there and start traveling well and I also I, too it's like i don't, don't want to go there i don't want to go there if half of the countries around them are shut, shut down shut I down wanted to go to yeah i wanted to go to see paris i want to see amsterdam a couple of different different places so that's going to weigh into it as well but i think that the world has to come to grips with what's going on 
and they need to figure out a way that all of us can function in society with this that's not going away. Exactly. And so, exactly. So, I mean, back, back to KISS, you know, Mark, you're spot on. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's always been, a, you know, especially if you've worked around KISS, there's always been a saying that anything's possible. Gene and Paul would always say, that. I don't know, anything's possible. Sure, we could play the Super Bowl. Anything's possible. And, you know, to some extent, that is actually very true for KISS. Out of the blue, here they go. They pull something out of their pocket that you never suspected. Um, but all these situations right now are equally possible. The tour could just go on as planned, no issues. The tour could get canceled and then extended. The tour might get canceled and they just book one final show and say, that's it. I think you got an even chance of any one of those things happening. You know what makes sense? And it's funny because Gene touched on it. Uh, I, I guess that's a little bit of kiss news, but I, I don't know. I, you know, Gene starting his own museum at, uh, you know, uh, kiss museum in Vegas, but in a way though, you know, that was a weird interview, even for Gene, um, because he talks about, you know, Vegas being too busy, um, yeah, that was a pretty you know, strange excuse for the. Well, put it this way, I, I think, and, and I'm not going to get into it here. You know, read between the lines. I, the reason that that things that were canceled, you know, that that you know, the residency. I'm not going to get into, you know, speculation and stuff. Um, but that actually makes more sense to me. If all this keeps going to hell. Because I could see Kiss doing what David Lee Roth is doing. Look, we've tried to tour. You know, governments are telling us we can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Tell you what, you we've got a, a month-long residency. You come to us. You come to us. Um, I think that would work because I think it, at least, in, you know, because we, we do have, you know, lots of people around the world listening. I... Fortunately, our country seems to be, you're at least if you want to go do something like go to a concert or go to a sporting event, you're able to go. Um, and, I, and I'm very happy about that. Um, you know, I hope that continues because I think something that we all, I think kind of all agree on is because I don't want any of this to turn to politics, but at some point, we're going to have to learn to live with this. Mm -hmm. And if we want to continue going to sporting events and, and stuff like that, and I'll give you a great example, as everybody here knows, because, you know, you've been with us for a long time. You know, I'm a big hockey fan. I don't have a problem with, I don't know if you guys know this, but, but I mean, it's happening in all sports. The NFL just did it. I know the NBA did it. The NHL is doing it. You know, tell you what, we're going to put the, the, you know, the games on pause for a week or two and, you know, see if we can't get these numbers where we want them. If that's what you have to do to have an NHL season, then do it. I mean, I, again, we're going to have to start using our heads and we're going to have to be practical. How do we keep things open? How do we how do we work around this problem that's there, yep. I think is the way going forward. And I'm just speaking strictly for me, but that's, that's the way I think we should start looking at things. And if that's the way, if you're a touring band, maybe you can't tour the way you used to, but residencies make a total sense for a legacy act. You know, I, I think other bands, you know, Kiss has a very, they're very lucky that way, you know, because there's a million legacy we'll put it this way all the legacy bands could do it if you're a cheap trick or aerosmith or whoever or acdc go to vegas or even i i could imagine they could do something like that on broadway as well well i was thinking, you know as you were talking this i'm like so all you know and this kind of goes back to what we talked about for kiss 2.0 but all of a sudden maybe bands vegas is known for the residencies but why not do you know six week residency in vegas and then move everything over to London for another eight-week residency somewhere in London so the European yes. crowd can come to you. And then you go somewhere in Asia. 
So you can get Japan and Australia and stuff like that. You know, I think to Mark's point, right. I mean, it's just going to come down to learning to live with this. And, and that means things are going to evolve and change. You know, restaurants. I mean, hey, if you're a restaurant, you don't offer takeout and delivery, you might as well go out of business because that's, that's here to stay. That's literally here to stay. We are not going to ever go back to 2019 the way it was. It will always be different. We just need to figure out how it's going to settle in. You know, we, yeah, it's always going to be here. It meaning COVID, it's always going to be here. What does that mean? Does that mean, you know, the there's pills that you can start taking or what, whatever? I mean, listen, again, not get into politics. I get a flu shot every year. I've had a flu shot every year for 15 years. I mean, it's just part of the way I live. Maybe that becomes what it is. We don't know, but the businesses of the world are also going to have to learn how to evolve in this new situation we're all in a la maybe it's residencies now maybe that's what makes more sense worldwide residencies yeah i i you know unfortunately i i would say you know what i guess unfortunately for the fans who'd have to travel but i tell you what if you're a a rocker in your mid-70s might be nice to just wake up in your own bed every night. Listen, I mean, right. that that's one of the big appeals to Vegas residencies. Because I remember, you know, I don't know, when did they first start? Decade, two decades ago? When they first started happening, it was very looked down upon for a rock band to do a residency in Vegas. Because mm-hmm. Vegas is where acts go to die, was the, what, the way it used to be. That's where you went and became the lounge act. But the older acts that were doing it were like, dude, I don't want to freaking be on a tour bus, a plane, traveling around the country. You know, your crew doesn't want to tear down and load in and tear down and load in for six months. You go to Vegas, you set up your stage, and it's there for the next six weeks. And it doesn't get moved. And guess what? Everybody lives in that hotel. And you just take the yeah. elevator down, you do your show. And when you're done, you take the elevator back up and you go to bed. Well, it's, yeah, it's a dream for a performing artist to have that. And I think you made a good point about how things are changing and they're going to stay that way because it's like anything else. We've evolved through all these different things over the years, you know, from the industrial revolution to high tech to all this, like if you take Canes, for example, which is a very popular chicken restaurant here in town, especially with the younger people. It's basically chicken fingers and French fries with a really good sauce. They're building one two miles from my house right now. I think they're building one without an eat-in area, or it's very, very small, and they're going to just cater to drive through, whereas that used to be a really big thing to go and sit there. And I just think we're going to see more and more of that type of thing. So it only makes sense that the Vegas residencies would be easy because the flights are usually pretty cheap because they want you to come out and gamble. The incentive is there for the bands because all of the large uh, companies and hotels and whatnot, they want the bands there to draw people like us out there. It just seems easy. It's easy to get there. It's going to be harder still for people, obviously, in Europe and other countries, but it's a start, at least right now, over, say, something else. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, if, if that if that's if if residencies solve the problem of me wanting to um, see live music, at least on a grand scale, like a Kiss or an Aerosmith or something, then so be it. You know, again, say say you have to take a couple flights a year to go do that. I mean, it's it's also one of those things you save up and you do. And well, you, you turn it into time. your vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. We'll just stay at Bruce Kulick's house. hey man we're here but no actually i like the idea of going out there because then i can see a band multiple nights without having to go anywhere i can also take the elevator up to the room 
Exactly. I mean, what that was great when we went to the Vegas residency, wasn't it? Oh, it was wonderful. Just take the elevator down, go eat, go to the show, go back, take the elevator back up. It's like, how great is that? You don't even have to get in a car. You're coming fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. You know, just, this is this isn't kiss related, but you know something that is is really a result of uh, of COVID that I'm really kind of digging. I, and I'm not the one who does it. Liz does, but you know, ordering your your uh, your um, groceries and oh, then yeah. they bring them out to the car. I mean, obviously, we never did that before COVID. That doesn't suck. No, I mean, because now that everybody does that. Spend, I, but that's what I mean. That's what I was going to what Tommy said. You know, we have evolved in this short period of time. And honestly, not all of it's been horrible. That's one. No, I most know. Of it has, but that's good. That's a good thing. You know what? You know? I you know what I love. Not only the ability now that so many restaurants have either takeout or delivery, but you can also order drinks from them. They're now you can pull up to the front of the restaurant. They run out, bring you your food and they bring you a glass with a margarita in it. I'm like, open bottle. That's old school because <laughs> they, they just handed me a glass of margarita and I'm driving. I mean, it, you know, things evolve. Target. Target does that, too. You can go shop online at Target, go drive to the Target. And they bring it out, put it in the back of your car for you. Target wasn't doing that pre-COVID. Well, it's funny during records, the very first record store day in 2021. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, yeah, it was because they canceled in 2020. I, I remember the, the first one I went to, you, you went there and you told them what you wanted. and They brought it out to your car. I mean, that's doesn't, that, again. Doesn't suck. You know, doesn't suck. Yeah. Although, although, you know, that's one of those things that because for me, Going to record stores always been very therapeutic, you know. Plus, that's where you'd flip through and go, God, I don't remember this release. You know what I mean? And but but it's it's nice that you've got the option. I mean, you've got the option now to go sit down in a restaurant, or you've got the option that they'll just bring it out to your car as you pull up front and give it to you and you go home and eat. Yeah, you know, Michael, get, wait, wait, go ahead, Tommy. I was just gonna say, but we all also can't get too lazy and too dependent on some of this stuff or that idea of going into a record store is going to be history. And that's my fear about how things have evolved and, and easier and easier. I get it with the groceries. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I also want people to be able to keep their jobs and I want to be able to shop at record stores and I don't want all of that to go away. So that's my biggest fear of this online thing is it gets to the point where everyone just literally shops online and you don't go anywhere anymore. No, I'm, I'm with you. And that was kind of what, it, you know, when we're, and so I was wanted to interject is that I, I, in a perfect world, I per, put it this way in a perfect world with COVID, I want the optional of, if I want to go in and get it myself Yeah. again, for, for me, Liz and I both work. So, you know, it's a nice thing when we don't have to spend an hour together walking around the aisles because, you know, because yeah, God we're, knows, we're, Mark, you don't want to spend an hour with your wife. Oh, no, I'd rather spend an hour <laughs> with my wife, but not in the grocery store. So, <laughs> so you know, that's, Tommy, you were muted. Yeah. But, but to, to your point, though, Mark, at least you're still supporting a store, whether you go in or not, it's not really all that relevant. If it's easier for you to have the groceries for you, I'm just fearful. Like I said, that don't always buy every record or CD or whatever online, give the local people your support. It's no different than what we talk about. When you go see a band, buy a t-shirt, buy something, you don't have to spend a ton of money, but give them something to help keep that thing moving. Cause I don't mind going to Vegas, but I also don't want to get to the point where Buck Cherry doesn't come here anymore, or some of the other uh, smaller uh, mid-level well, but, bands. But, but, I, but I think what we will see is what we're talking about is going to sort of be, it's going to separate bands, meaning it's only the much bigger bands that are going to be able to do residencies. Bands yeah, the that, legacy acts. The legacy acts that you know can draw the people. You know, no disrespect, Buck Cherry's not going to do a, a residency. They're going to still have to tour. And that oh, will no. still happen. But it's the much bigger le legacy acts 
you know, whether it's Kiss, Aerosmith, or Bruce Springsteen, or U2, or whoever it is, even the Rolling Stones, at some point, it's like, those are the bands that can support a residence. Right, right. And the only thing, the reason I made, I used Buck Cherry's example is, is that don't get so lazy, all of you out there, that you don't want to go out on a Thursday night to support a band. That Not so much the legacy piece of it. Sure. I just don't want the interaction to completely go away in our own towns either. Like I went to, I took Josie to Pentatonix the other night, their Christmas uh, show. I'm not a huge Pentatonic fan, but boy, are they great singers. And the, the Christmas thing was great. But what was really neat to see sitting up in the box is it was sold out, you know? And some of those people may have not been out in a year and a half. It was just nice to be at a show where all the seats were sold and everyone was having a good time. And it was great to be there. And I don't want yeah. that to completely go away. Well, I, I don't think it will. I just think what we're going to see back to what we've all been talking about here is it's going to evolve. There's going to be new opportunities and new ways for bands, specifically the topic being bands, to perform. COVID is forced change. That, I mean, that's a given. It's forced to change. And I think it's also given, again, don't, don't fool yourself to thinking at one day in the future here, it's all going to disappear and we're going to go back to 2019 and live like it used to be. That's just never going to happen. There's going to be something in between 2019 and where we are now that, you know, listen, uh, you know, and again, don't take this the wrong way, but We've learned to live with the flu for decades here. And we know the flu kills a lot of people, but we know how to live with it. We're just going to learn the same thing. It's just going to be some new changes. And that's that, that word change is what drives a lot of people nuts because a lot of people don't like change. But I've got an old saying that, that I've always loved, that the only thing permanent in life is change. It's the only thing you can actually count on, is change will always happen. Yeah, that's true. And so, so you work with it. You either, you either sit back and become, you know, the old man on the, the patio going, kids, get off my lawn and turn down your goddamn music, or you get out there and crank the music with the kids, you know? You've mm -hmm. got to learn to change and adapt. And, and Right now, KISS and the entire industry is learning how they're going to adapt. It's not as simple as just sitting down in a boardroom and somebody going, okay, this is what we're doing. Because as we know, there's so many factors that are out of your control. So you're constantly looking at what happened last month, six months ago, and trying to envision what's going to happen six months from now and go, okay, how do we do this? How do we change this? What's going to be different? Change is going to happen. I, you know, I, I knew as soon as COVID first hit back in 2020, it's like, we will never go back. And this will ultimately come down to learning how to live with it. That's all it's going to be. Now, that might not take 30 days. It might take three years to figure out how as a, as a society we live with something, but it'll happen. Yeah. You know, and, and I think to all your points, you know, people are like, oh, my God, are we going to go back into lockdowns? I go, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't ever imagine the U.S., I can't speak for anything else out there, going back into a full lockdown, stay-at-home quarantine ever again. Nobody wants that at this point. Absolutely nobody wants it, but there's going to be restrictions. I mean, like here in California, the mask mandate is back. I can still go out, but I got to wear a mask if I go out and I'm in a grocery store or I'm going to a movie or whatever. It's like, okay, might not be, you know, your ideal situation, but guess what? I can get out and I can still go do stuff and I can still live and I can still in interact with people Flying a plane. Flying a plane. I'm flying on a plane tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just going to have to learn to adapt to the changes that are going to happen. Simple as that. But at, at the end of the day, I want it to be in a way that we can still go all out, support all our 
bands and businesses. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we learned because I, I really want to stay away from the politics, but I think that's what we learned. Why, Michael, why we're not going to shut down again. The damage astronomical in the shutdown. I think, I think they were in, you know, they just mean generally speaking, wanted to do the right thing, but in the long, the depression, the, it wasn't good for society. And yeah. I think, I think that's what, why they're going to try and do everything they can. At least we have been in our country. <laughs> Let's just, you all right? Did you fall? What are you putting in the fucking cookies? You guys, oh my. I tripped on my slipper. I'm in the basement. Liz is, Liz is over there. And she just walked down nice and quietly, went into the, went into the store. And my daughter's here. They're making cookies upstairs. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm doing my little soliloquy thing. And Jim, I'm like, okay, all right. She takes like two stairs up the steps. <laughs> And then she started laughing. What the fuck are you doing? Got some happy cookies there. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. But anyways, what I was saying is, you know, I, 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 you know, just within the last couple of weeks, I went to some sporting events and, you know, a lot of concerts a couple months ago. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I wanted one of the reasons I brought up the, the Vegas residency and adapting because I don't think this happened by accident. Kiss using LA to go for the next cruise. Yeah. I think, I think they just want to keep things a little closer. Yeah. I agree. Because the port's been very good there and it's worked for them for the last 10 years, you know. I think they just want, you know what? We I don't want to travel as LA. far. Yeah. I want to get off yeah. the boat and I want to be in my bed in the next hour. <laughs> I will tell you this. I do think. All things, you know, being relative, I do think the cruise is going to happen next year. I, I really think the band enjoys it. And, I, and it's also, you know, let's face it too, it's pretty lucrative for them. Um, you know, and, and again, guys, I know that's going to, that's going to go on sale very soon. If you haven't gone, now's the time. You cruise, know. The cruise is like a residency, basically. Well, I, that was where I was getting at. You get to see three kids. Oh, well, the, two. The, the the fans come to the band again. That's 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 the key. I mean, these bands, they might love performing live, but I got to imagine even Kiss, for as comfortable as they are traveling in a private jet and staying at five star hotels, they'd still like to not travel if they could avoid it. I bet. Oh, I I I actually know that you know why and why would they want to travel if you don't have to i mean that know? that that's why big bands like kiss will base themselves out of a hub you know when when they play the midwest they base themselves out of chicago and they do a quick one-hour flight to milwaukee and minneapolis and you know st louis and chicago they got the right they don't want to be constantly traveling now the crew still has to do all the traveling but the residency even takes that pressure off the crew. Mm-hmm. Sure does. And and expense wise, it's it's a lot easier because you don't need, you know, you just need your basically the band's own crew. You're not going into each city bringing two hundred other people in to tear up, tear down, and load in and load out. It's done once. And it's done, and you just need your tax. And by the way. It, it, you know, kind of talking about the residency kind of thing. If Gene does that museum, how many people in our audience, just say it's just the museum, and I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that going to be part of the, the experience at the, at the, the, the mini golf? I don't know the, I've never I don't there, remember so the I don't exact, know. I don't remember the exact details if it's going to be part of the mini golf or it's just going to be, I think it's going to just be, next to the mini golf it's going to be a separate museum and a separate area of the rio hotel right next to the mini golf it's not like mini golf was expanding and becoming the museum i could is, be wrong you know, that's well, two things is that going to generate more interest in the mini golf or are they going to do like tours 
and 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 if he's going to do a museum, is it going to be interactive? I mean, how? Uh, that's what I mean. I, I I'm curious because if it was it big and interactive, is that something that people who watch the show would fly out to just to do that? Because the reason I say that is I you know I'm actually looking for an excuse to go to uh, to go to Vegas. See, I'm not a gambler at all. Liz, Liz likes Neither am I. I don't. I go for the shows and the food. Yeah, that's it, man. You know, yeah, I'm like Madame Tussauds was awesome. Yeah. I'm a big Blue Man Group fan, you know, just mm-hmm. being a drummer, too. And yeah. it's hard not to love that stuff. Um, you know, matter of fact, when, uh, when uh, a couple of years ago, I took my son to because Blue Man, again, we talked about this, like if Kiss 2.0 or whatever did it. But Blue Man also, um, you know, was in Orlando and, uh, you know, it, it, they were on the theater there. I, well, at least they did last time I was there. Um, but, you know, that's a fun show to go to. I really like that. Mm-hmm. But but if they have a Kiss Museum, is that something you'd... Because so I far, think that's I've one able... more reason to go. It's it's like, okay, we can go to the mini golf. Now we can go to the, the um, museum, but we can also, to Michael's point, take in some shows, the food and all the other things. So there's a lot of people, like the three of us that go there. I love Vegas, but I have zero interest in gambling. Yeah, that's the toughest sell for me because A from from detroit it's like a four and a half four hour flight whereas i can be in florida in two you know what i mean that sort of thing and yeah but vegas is a different experience but also you have to go outside the box and leave your immediate area you know like i think if i could get you out there and then take you to valley of fire it would be something you would never go on your own but you'd love it when you got there well either that or you've got to experience a number of the hotels you know, there's a lot of people that will go to Vegas and then just live in the hotel they're in. They yeah. eat there. They do the shows there. It's like, no, you got to go to this hotel and check that out and go over to that hotel and check that out and go down to this hotel, check that out. You know, there's a lot to do. But, Mark, to your point, I, I would I would say I would definitely make a trip to go to the museum and the mini golf because i've been to the mini golf once and it was it's amazing it is Um, i would would go to both of those as a destination the question is would it be a destination you'd go back to a year later and to answer that the museum's got to be different if it's exactly the same museum nothing's changed there's less desire to go back after you've been once yeah, I, I again, I, I'm like, you know what, if they open that, like Tommy said, now, as far I, I've only been to Vegas twice, again, for me, you know, both times, I had fun both times, but I just gambling just does nothing for me. I, um, and I'm not a big drinker either. So, um, you know, just, but everything about so Vegas much- to me. There's, so, there's so much but, to but, do. But you know, like, Mark, well, you know what though? I like when we went like, there, it's funny you said that because we went to the Luxor at a ball, but I really didn't mm-hmm. go. But I mean, I did walk down to the strat, and as you know, that's a pretty long walk. Yeah. You know, you know, I I I did walk the strip both times I was there, but I really didn't. I mean, it's just a bunch of flashing lights. I mean, but also too, like I went on the roller coaster at New York New York. I mean, we did stuff. But that's how come I've never been back. I'm like, well, you know, well, here's, here, you know, and, and I haven't been to Vegas. The last time I was at Vegas was actually with you, Tommy. But before mm-hmm. that, um, when when I especially when I was working in the adult business, I was going every year, at least once or twice a year. And in my opinion, Vegas is only good for about three days. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Because when I had to go, when I was in the adult business, I would go for 10 days solid. Jesus. And that was miserable as hell to be there for 10 days. Because, you know, one thing you'll, as you go back there more and more, you notice it's like, well, once you're in a casino, whether it's the gambling or the, 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 the shows or the food, you never see the outside. You never see the sun. Yeah, You don't have to leave your hotel for anything. And this is all done on purpose. You have no idea what the time of day is. There's no clocks anywhere. They just want you there going 24 hours a day. And it wears you out. So 
I, you know, I would go to Vegas anytime for a good three day, you know, Katrina and I have done that where we used pre pre Thule, we would go to Vegas for three days, fly in, stay for three days. We'd book a couple tickets. Like we did one time we went and saw the Jersey boys show. And then we went and saw the Beatles love and other circus Olay shows and, you know, try different, really nice restaurants, great food, not the buffets, but I mean, really good, you know, chef restaurants. I don't know, the Bellagio, the Bellagio buffet is pretty freaking good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you kind of have to do it. You have to do a buffet at least once while you're there. Yeah. But if you're going there for food, you learn that the buffet kind of gets a little tiring after a while. And it's like, okay, I'm going to, I want to make a reservation at this Wolfgang Puck restaurant or this seafood, highly rated seafood restaurant, whatever it is. And the food is amazing, but you, you only need about three days for that before you're like, okay, I can't, you know, I'm not going to six different, very expensive restaurants here because they're not necessarily cheap either. Right. But three um, sounds perfect. I mean, that makes three is sense. Whereas, whereas if you're a beach bum like me and Mark, you can go lay on the beach for days and days and days because that's more than enough. You have your book, you have your music and you have your beach. Thank you. Give me, give me two weeks on a beach. I'm fine. Now you don't have but to you move. Can't com- but to me, you can't compare the two. So like for me, going to Vegas is like spending three or four days in New York city. Same kind of thing. There's just certain short trips. You're going there to do other things and other activities. You go to the beach because you don't want to do all this other stuff. Now, you know, saying all that, you could definitely go to someplace like Mandalay Bay, which has got a fake beach and a fake lagoon. Oh, oh, trust me. I I was really good at this when I was at Mandalay, flipping up my flag. (laughs) <laughs> yep yep you know or or you know what is it it's now a virgin hotel i think but when it used to be the hard rock hotel you know they had a you know a, a big pool area i mean sure you could definitely lounge there but in my opinion it's sort of like well if you want to go lounge i want to go lounge in siesta key i want to go to a real yes. beach real ocean that's where real, I'm at. yeah so but but i think it still all comes back to if you go for three days and then you go six months later or a year later, there's got to be something that's different and new. And if kiss is the reason you go and you want to go back in six months, is that museum going to be different or is it exactly the same? Nothing's changed, which I, I'm sure it's not going to be that way where it's just going to be static and nothing will change. I mean, you know, is this foreshadowing sort of what we've talked about for many years here where the Kiss Museum also is going to have a little theater attached to it? And maybe that theater has Kiss tribute bands performing in there. And, you know, this trip, it's the Dynasty tribute band. And you come back in six months and it's, you know, the Love Gun tribute band. And a year later, it's a Creatures of the Night tribute band. That's the sort of thing that keeps you coming back. Right. As we've talked about, that makes total sense. Maybe it's just one of those things that will evolve into that over time. I think, I think you're right on that, Tommy. I think it starts with, it started with, and maybe this was planned or maybe it's just a happy accident. It started with the mini golf. Because mini golf has been there a long time. Yeah. But you know, the neat thing about mini golf is it's such a cool experience that Christina and Patrick have put together that even if you're not a Kiss fan, you go because it's fun to play mini fun. golf. You know, whereas the Kiss thing that a museum is going to be much more Kiss centric, so it'll be more of a fan driven thing. So to your point, Mark Michael, will they come back after one shot? You're going to have to do something different it, to get them back. It depends on will it evolve and keep changing mm-hmm. to stay fresh, and how much is it going to cost to get in. Yeah. You you will get the casual Vegas traveler checking out a Kiss museum if it's not incredibly expensive. Right. So, and hopefully they talk to the fans about merch ideas instead of leaving that up to non-fans. Well, <laughs> I mean I- to to, the, to that point, look at the merchandise the mini golf sells. You know, what they sell over in the mini golf 
is merchandise you don't find anywhere else. They've got a ton of stuff that's not available anywhere else. So clearly they're on top of merch. Well, that's so, a good thing. Yeah. I mean, but you know, does does the KISS Museum evolve into a KISS? Hey, we had the KISS Cafe in Myrtle Beach. Does there open up a KISS Cafe in the Rio so you can have your food? I mean, that's the whole point. Remember, these casinos just want you staying there, spending money, whether it's a little bit of gambling, some food, going to a show. They don't want you to leave. Right. You know, what they what they need to realize is that they can print a dollar chip with the KISS faces on them and people pay 20 bucks for it because they're collecting the chip more than they will drop 20 bucks into a machine. Yeah. So the smart ones will go, okay, well, let's turn this into a merchandise opportunity for people that are collecting. Well, believe it, believe me, I'm, Gene, Gene is smart enough on that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when I remember when they, you know, when they played the Palms Casino that first time, I mean, the fans, and I was still working with them at the time, the fans were just buying up the chipsets. I mean, it's just like you're just buying something that's actual money and putting it on display. It's like, do you put a quarter on your wall? You know, do you put yes, did, fans you, too. did you put that $20 bill up on your wall? Well, you're putting a $20 chip. It's the same thing. It's cash. So, uh, no, I think if it's done right, and I've got confidence it will be, a KISS museum next to the the KISS Mini Golf could evolve into something pretty exciting that could bring KISS fans in for a yearly vacation. Hey, uh, also, because I was, you know, I'd, I'd like to wrap up here soon. I, one of the things I wanted to reiterate is something I brought up uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, much like we talked about at the beginning where I was saying, hey, you know, look back, what, you know, there were, were some pretty cool KISS items that came out. Um, just to reiterate, there's there's going to be more cool kiss stuff coming out in 2022. So um, fingers crossed. I, I, again, they've even talked about because you guys um, spent your money and we all did. Um, it looks like they want to increase the volume of, uh, of cool releases. So, you know, let's uh, cross our fingers and also learn from things that happened recently. Um Go where you put it this way without slamming anybody or anything. Go where you think you're going to get your the best bang for the buck. But don't let what happened, you know, keep you from, you know, the joy that, you know, these kiss items give us. Because, you know, now that everything's been said and done, box that's fucking awesome. Oh, no, I, 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 I completely agree, you know. The, the don't let the fiasco of the delivery from one retailer tarnish it so you don't buy anything because trust me that as mark just said that box set is is phenomenal just you know use your learn from what's happened in 2021 and when the next box set comes out make a decision based off of that i mean i would say looking back at 2021 of course COVID and the tragedies around COVID that hit the band and the touring, that's all out of the band's control for the most part. But they still delivered some cool stuff in 2021. They definitely did deliver cool stuff. And there's and, more on the way. And 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 yeah, and, and I I can't wait to see what they've got for 2022. More box sets, more soundboard recordings more limited edition release merchandise items. Uh, You know, again, with Kiss, they're always stirring the pot and brewing something different. They're always going to have something going on. And even though this is the end of the road for Kiss doing world tours, I think what we're seeing happen this year for merch and next year for merch is what KISS is going to evolve into. It's just going to be a continual machine of churning out box sets and soundboard recordings. And maybe we'll finally get some version of a KISSTORY 4 and we'll get some DVDs. And that 
to me is holding all of the excitement because, you know, honestly, I'm also at that point where it's like, I don't want to, you know, when I was working for him, I was single. I was a lot younger. It was great flying all over the place, seeing the band. But now it's sort of like, yeah, I like kind of sitting in my lazy boy chair. Yeah. Of course, I'm the opposite. I, 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 I want more touring. I want more running around. I want more smiles and 2 a.m. looking for places to eat with Tommy. <laughs> you know? Watching Mark walk through a blizzard in his shorts. <laughs> That's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I want more of that, man. The man doesn't wear pants. Shorts, that is it. Yeah. I know I know people who were like that when we would go fishing up in Canada and you know even if you go fishing in Canada in June the weather could be pretty brutal at mm -hmm. times oh yeah there was there was one guy who always was shorts he'd go out on the lake 7 a.m cold rainy he's got shorts on he's got a hat he's got a heavy jacket and gloves but he's in shorts Exactly. Hey, uh, I'm I'm down to five percent battery here, so I, you know, I gotta I gotta wrap so, it up. So here. so let let let's do homework. You know what what do you what is your look back on 2021, the good and the bad, and what are you looking forward to in 2022? And again, Great. I will I will. You can't say magic book because it ain't happening. Well, yeah. Let I was just gonna say to that point, be realistic about what you want. <laughs> exactly by the Magic way did you notice that this realistic. year this year this year is the first of the last four or five however long that that stupid book thing this is the first year he didn't go it's definitely coming out by christmas the first this is the first year he didn't do that how yeah, funny but, is but, that but what what you know what are you what are your thoughts on 2021 what do you want to see in 2022 um what was your favorite kiss item from 2021 that was released? You know, and you I, know, I will there's say, a bunch of stuff. I, I, I will say that the destroyer box set hands down mm -hmm. beautiful work by everybody involved with that. Beautiful. Well, I, I think I, I, I know I said this in the last episode when I looked back and my, through my emails, it was December of 2020 that I sent my first stuff into Tom. And earlier this week, I sent my first, batch of stuff to tom for the next one so uh you know what i mean this thing's gonna incubate for a year and he's gonna put out the most incredible tom's you know, the man he's the best he is the he best is. so anyways anyway um, guys yeah that that's it simple homework um you know where to go to leave your answers this is the last live show of the year we'll put up some older episodes or you can go find some old episodes but we'll be back at the beginning of the year um there's an ant crawling on my laptop that's not a good sign that means ants are getting in the house goddamn rain that we get drives all the bugs in mm. um if you are on youtube please subscribe please follow us on spotify please subscribe on itunes and guys you know guys and girls we love the fact that you're still here after nine freaking years of us doing this I can't you. tell you how much that means to me. Everybody have an amazing holiday, whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. Yep. Have fun. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Um, have a great new year. We'll see everybody in 2022. Merry That's Christmas, it. everyone. Bye Happy guys. New Christmas. Year. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Everything that you celebrate. That's it, guys. We'll see you later. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.